0: Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the Zoran 15 show. My name is David Fournier, one of the instructors here at Restoring Grace. And whether you're listening live on Archive or on our Ustream.tv channel, thank you so much for joining us. I want to tell you how much I really appreciate so many of you have sent great emails, a lot of encouragement, um, thoughts and ideas for other shows. And the show averages almost 1,000 listeners on the Blog Talk radio site. So, again, thank you so much. Tonight I want to talk to you about what is called the Ben Hamathurim. The Ben Hamatzerin. This is the days of narrowness. Now, normally this is during a very specific time on the Jewish calendar, but I'm borrowing it tonight because I want to talk to you about what happens when things begin to narrow, when the path begins to become uh, rocky or challenging. And did the rabbis and sages some 2,000 years ago have something to say about this? I also want to start off my conversation tonight by saying that tonight's episode is specially dedicated to the hardworking crew at Mountain View United Methodist Church that are going through some really difficult transitions and changes right now, and I'll be addressing that towards the end of the show. I also suspect that we'll go over the 15-minute mark, so those of you that are listening on Blog Talk Radio, just uh, hang out for about uh, five or six extra minutes after the show ends, and you can go right back in and catch the rest of it on the archive. Any good Kabbalah instructor, any good student in Kabbalah would always tell you that when something difficult happens in your life, our instant reaction is not to blame other people, but it's to begin to accept responsibility and accepting and being open to the changes in the path that are coming your way. And during days of narrowness, when things are really changing, that's what we have to start doing immediately. A lot of people turn into kind of a spiritual Eeyore. It always rains on my birthday, and they kind of just start to to, to really get negative and, and bummed out and they're not thinking straight, and this causes the wrong kinds of thoughts and the wrong kinds of energy. So number one, we've always got to be accepting and be open to the path. Number two, we also need to be accepting to the messages that we're being shown and take responsibility for it. Um, there's something in everything that happens. There are no incidental contacts. There's no bumps in the road that were completely by uh, undivine design. Everyone that's in our life, everyone that participates, these are all people that are uniquely planted in our path. Everyone is a messenger from God, even your crazy Uncle Fred or Aunt Ethel who make you insane during this Thanksgiving time. So we have to accept, first of all, that there's a reason why this is happening. We have to be open to the changes. Secondly, we have to also be open to the idea to elicit the message that we're being shown and to take responsibility for it. Even if what's happening in our lives is a result of other people's bad choices or mismanagement or bad decisions, we still have to take responsibility and ask the light, ask God, ask the light of the creator, what is it that's our concern. And number three, we must elevate ourselves In every connection, in every opportunity like this, we elevate ourselves to the level of being a giver and not just a receiver. It's real easy for people as we're facing challenges, as the narrowness of the path begins to happen, it's real easy for all of us to say, gimme, 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 I want this, I want that, I want this. And some of those things you may be entitled to, some of those things you may have coming. But remember, your entitlements and what you have coming isn't something you're going to get from people in this world. It's something you're going to get from the light of the creator. So that's the one you want to connect to. The way or the consciousness, if you please, of your heart, the consciousness of your heart shapes and designs your environment. For many people right now, they're trying to figure out how things like this happen, how there are days of narrowness, how the path changes so dramatically. And they're trying to figure out what could have happened there. Remember, stay connected and follow your heart because it is your heart. That God gave you It's that soul, that part of you that is like him That he gave you For you to be able to share your light with other people And your heart through the connection with God Is going to make that uh, Is going to show you the new path But our heart is what makes our connection Or makes our environment And sometimes spiritually Our intents Are different from our outcomes And when our spiritual intent Is different from our spiritual outcome Something is wrong Something is very wrong, and we have to assume responsibility for that and say, well, what's my part of this? How can I shape this different and make sure that our heart is in the right place? Because our heart is kind of like the center of our creation of the things that are around us. It's how we see and interact with the world. So we always want to be, number one, taking response, be open to the idea that the path has changed. Secondly, we want to be open to the idea that this is a message from the creator, and there's something fantastic on the other side. And number three, we've got to elevate ourselves in every situation from the point of being a, uh, a, a receiver to moving towards being a giver. And at the same time, at the same time this is happening, the opponent, Asetan, is sending confusing signals. There are people that I know that are going through some uniquely difficult times right now, and Asetan, their opponent is telling them it's about their qualifications. It's about their ministerial duties. It's about their, uh, the way they see the world. It's about them. I want to tell you, horse crap. It's not about any of those things. You were gifted by God to do what you're doing. Your environment may change, and the place that you're going to be doing it will change, but it has no impact. It has no change in the fact that God, the master of the universe, gave you the skills, talents, and abilities to carry out this mission, and he's going to pick you up and transplant you in a place as we're talking about very soon here, he'll be planting transpl- uh, you in a place where you'll do even more. So the question is, in a situation like this, who reveals the most light? The person who maintains their humility. So tonight, I'm not interested in, in, in revealing the most light, and in a few minutes, I'm going to say some things that will, that will not be very uh, humble or coming from a place of humility. So what happens during the days of narrowness is instead of focusing in on what we're missing, we need to focus in on the opportunities. We often reward people that are uh, the or people uh, reward them or assist people that are kind to us or people that are in awe of us, and this reveals very little light. So when these heavy decisions are made, being made, people are saying, oh, we're going to keep that guy. We're going to keep that girl. That's a good guy. That's a good girl, whatever it may be, because we they, we reward them and we assist them because, oh, they say, well, you're a wonderful person or you do a wonderful job. There's very little light. What we need to do right now during this time is extend ourselves to bless and assist people that ha- we have no reason to help, and that will reveal the most light so that we can turn on the light on the bench the days of narrowness and really begin to see the path that is coming now when you ask the creator for something you say I want some guidance on this I want to know what to do on this then remember the creator is going to ask you what do you need it for I need it because I want to hand out the light that you give me to the lives of other people I'm going to take a quick 40 second commercial break and I'll be right back looking for something different at your next retreat Bible study or weekend seminar restoring grace could be the answer for you My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace, and we gladly support, encourage, and minister in many churches across the country. You can reach me at Dave at RestoringGrace.com. Again, that's Dave at RestoringGrace.com. Or you can call 719-233-6265, 719-233-6265 for your next upcoming event. with our affinity remember that light calls out to light so we want to be working on our affinity with the light of the creator with god so what happens is as we start helping those people around us you say well i need help right now the greatest way to get help from the creator is for you to help other people even in a difficult time like this we need when we feel anger when we feel frustration over the path of narrowness what happens is we begin to short circuit we begin to change. when we inject into our emotions or into our emotions, negative feelings, those will break the connection between the event, the thing that God is trying to get us to go through and what the creator is trying to help us with. It's going to break the connection and we cannot correct our path. So remember that these times may be frustrating. These may be times of anger, but get those things under control because to see the light of the creator and all this, you have to stay in control. There is no way That we can learn anything when we're injecting judgment, when we're injecting hatred, when we're injecting emotion or anger into our perspective. There's nothing to learn. Once we mourn the loss, and we need to mourn the loss, go through the narrowness, we must start looking for the light. We must start looking for the light. Transformation. God's, by the way, God's ultimate goal for us is transformation. That's the ultimate goal for us. We started in one place and we wind up in another place. That's his ultimate goal for us. And transformation is a process of removing every negative element from our soul. And that's what the days of narrowness are about. To transform. To transform, we often need to leave our environment of comfort. We need to take the road less traveled. I'd like to read to you Zohar in uh, Zohar, Volume Twenty, the uh, uh, portion Pinchas, Chapter Thirteen, Verse Eighty-Seven. It is necessary, the rabbis say, for him to change for him for him a change of place, a change of name, and a change of action. This is how it was with Abraham, as Scripture tells us: Get out of your country and from your kindred. Genesis, or better sheet, Twelve One, is a change of place. Neither shall your name anymore be called Avram, but you shall be called Avraham. Bereshit, or Genesis seventeen five is a change of name. And there is also the change of action, for he changed from doing bad deeds that he had at first to doing good deeds. This is one of my favorite Torah portions. It's called Lech le- le- which means you you go. And sometimes what happens, folks, sometimes what happens, children of God, what happens, ministers, is Hashem will call us out of the land that we're in to take us to the land that he wants us to go into. Remember, Abraham is the first of the three uh, patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the beginning of the calling of the nation of Israel first. The rabbis and sages say that Abraham was called out of his place because the negativity was so great where he was. He was called out of his place because the negativity was so great where he was. It was time to move beyond that negativity. It was time to head out of that chapter and move into the next chapter that God had for him. Now, what I want to do now in our final closing minutes, actually, I want to back up. We need to mourn the loss. You need to understand that all of your efforts are not ever in vain, that the book of Jeremiah tells us that God keeps your tears in a bottle, he reserves that. He holds on to it. He remembers our pain. He remembers our suffering. And everything that you did, you did for the light of the creator. And that light will continue to shine in that very place. But sometimes it takes lek It Sometimes it takes being called out of the place that we are in, of the land that we're familiar with. It takes that change of name, a change of place, a change of deeds in order for us to accomplish What God has for us. But I want to change hats real quick. Actually, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I want to do something first. So, for those of you that are suffering a loss tonight, I light the Yaslarit candle for you and remember of your actions and remember of your commitments and your love and your dedication to the ministry operation that you served. Hashem blesses you, He loves you, this is not about you, this is about a story for another time. Now I want to change hats. The letter says, how do we move forward? With all these changes, do not focus on what could have been done or should have been done in the past. Do not focus on what someone did or didn't do. These things are destructive and do not contribute to a solution. That's not what Lek like, like a means is highest possible level. We are willing to accept personal accountability. We are willing to say, okay, we're open to the change of the path. We are willing to say we'll accept responsibility as a message from the light of the creator. We're willing to elevate our consciousness from a position of being a receiver to a position of giver. But you do not reserve the right to write a letter to people who have just lost their jobs and tell them, "Don't worry about the past. It is time that accountability comes into the house of God. It is time that accountability is measured and meted appropriately." So when you get that letter and you think to yourself, "How can I be dismissed like that?" Let's not think about it. Let's not talk about it. Let me tell you something. God wants to hear from you. God wants to loves you and he cares about you and he's committed to you and i want you to always remember that you will take your talents your skills and your abilities from this place to the next place and the place beyond because you've been called for this unique task because sometimes in life you've got to change your name you've got to change your place you have to change your actions to be where god wants you to be My name is David Fournier, one of the senior instructors here at Restoring Grace, and I want to thank you so much for joining me, and I look forward to you on the next Zohar in 15.